Hi, it's John Anderson here with Young Nguyen, and today we're going to be talking about how you can go into almost any suburb of Australia, and correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, but go into almost any suburb of Australia and secure real estate with little to no of your own money. Now that sounds completely impossible, but do you, would you say that's possible based on your experience, Young? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think uh, no money down is a subject that a lot of people don't know much about because they either haven't heard of it or they think it's a scam. There are various ways that you can do it. Um, and I've got clients of mine who are doing our programs and they're doing it regularly. Um, there are legal ways to do it um, and there's ways to structure it. Therefore, uh, you can have you know, money partners put money in uh, where you don't put any of your own money in uh, and various other ways to do it. Why would someone do that though? Like, why would you know people are working hard to to get ahead for themselves? Why would they fund your property deal if they're not in your family? Yeah, and that's a really good question. Let's look at first we a couple of ways that you can do it. Well, you can do a property deal, no money down. I've been doing this, you know, since I was twenty-one. Um, the reason I did it was I ran out of money. I bought my first property, ran out of money, had to find a way to buy property um, to, without any of my own money in. And so that's what no money down money. That deals is actually about. It's not about no money at all. It's about none of my money put in. So um, with property, um, we call it a joint venture, a profit share arrangement, where we have one partner provide, for example, the uh, cash or borrowing, and the other partner provides the skill, expertise, and, and all the deal. So um, why they would do it, coming back to your question, John, is that uh, some people, they're time poor. They might have a lot of cash. You know, they might be a doctor, a dentist, solicitor, accountant, where they've got you know, a lot of clients and a big business to run uh, or other commitments and they don't have uh, that time or expertise to be able to do property deals, um, but they've got the, the funding. So they can borrow money from the bank, they can get it cheap, uh, cheap interest rates and they've got deposits and, and equity lined up. So what my point is that you, know, you can partner up with somebody who has funding, who has um, the capacity to buy property and then you do a profit share with them uh, where they put up the funds, you do the work, you might renovate the house, you might strata title the property, you might subdivide the property, and you do a profit share arrangement between you. And I suppose it's about two things. So first is, is it sexier than anything else they can do with their money? Like does it, you know, is the ROI greater than their other options? And B, do they trust you? If both those two things are in place, they can see that it's the best use of their money uh, based on the potential result, and the second part is they trust you to deliver on it, then there's a very good chance they'll do it. <laughs> um, so I suppose, and obviously there'd be a process to how you present the deal to people um, such that they say, yep, I'll consider it. You know, I'll look into this, this sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about uh, joint venture partners, like you mentioned before, uh, or, or money partners, is that let's say they might have 100 grand cash, they might have it in their super, they might have it in their bank account, they might have it in equity. And, you know, if they've got it at cash, they might be getting you know, two, three percent um, a year per annum. Otherwise, they're looking for a better return. Uh, if they're running out of time and you know, they're still seeing that they're not going to have enough for their retirement, um, that, that's one reason why often people participate in profit share or joint venture agreements where they put up the hundred grand to do a deal, and the deal might might make fifty to hundred grand, and they, they get half of it. So, uh, for them, they don't actually have to commit any time. They do need to find people who know what they're doing, of course, and the deal has to stack. Um, but it, and that allows them to leverage their capital, whereas otherwise they wouldn't be ac getting access to that return on investment. 
That's right. Um, and you know, for some people, um, buy and hold is a perfect strategy. For other people, they they need it. They need to make uh, money quicker, or they're just not going to get to where they need to get to. Um, so it's you know giving people a, a faster way to get equity as opposed to to waiting for the uh, the the market to move. Um, or yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. So that's really valuable. So it's about um, creating uh, uh, opportunities for other people to make money, and in doing so, uh, you can make money for yourself and get get into the market with uh, no money down. Um, just before we sign off on this um, this this uh, quick podcast, um, give me an example of someone, uh, one of your students that has done this uh, recently, and 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 the result. Yeah, so a quick uh, example is uh, Graham, one of my clients in Brisbane here, who bought a site, 800 square metres, and he knew that the opportunity was to subdivide the block one into two and, and cut the 800 square metre block into two 400 square metre blocks, uh, I think yeah. roughly 405, and uh, he was able to um, get the project funded by an investor who funded the purchase of the property, roughly, I think it was $500,000, um, they put in the civil works, they got the approval to subdivide, knocked down the existing house, uh, paid for all that and then sold the blocks off for you know, roughly uh, three thirty, three fifty each. So uh, there was about a hundred grand in, in profit in that particular project, and um, you know, he was able to do it in a period of eight months or so because he got in, got out, and exited the property. So he was happy. I think they made one hundred and six thousand dollars in a period of eight months together, and then he was able to make uh, fifty three thousand for himself, and then the business partner had put up all the funds of fifty three thousand for himself as well. Which is absolutely fantastic, and you know, like fifty-three thousand, it's it's not like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. But when you think about it, how long would it take the average person to save up fifty-three thousand dollars after tax, after all the expenses of living life today, to save that money up could take so much time. Whereas, um, you know, to actually get it in one lump sum through a deal that you didn't even have to work for for the the investor is just such a wonderful thing, and for Graham, you know, because I mean, he's the developer, but he's not—he's not building the house. You know, he's not knocking it down. He's—he's he's getting contractors to do all that. So, how many hours a week do you think that might have taken him to earn his uh, fifty-three thousand dollars? Oh, look, I think somewhere between five and ten hours a week. Um, and yeah. I know that might sound little, but you know, he's out there looking for deals, talking to agents, putting in offers, uh, looking at deal after deal after deal. Um, at the moment, you know, he's look, working on four uh, of those projects, which means that he'll have eight uh, blocks of land to sell at the end, and you know, each yeah. one has its uh, ups and its downs, and he's got you know, three investors to fund those four projects, and uh, each project will make somewhere between you know, fifty and eighty and a hundred thousand dollars each project, and he'll get a cut of that. I love that, and I, I love the flexibility. I'm actually friends with Graham on Facebook. Um, and he's up in uh, Palm Cove at the moment, you know, living the good life. Because the thing about these deals is, you can make a big lump sum of profit, and um, but then you don't need to go to work on Monday once you've made it. You can take a breather before the next deal, or even as you're doing a deal, there may be a, a quiet period. As you're just waiting for quotes to come in. Um, there's no reason why you can't be in some beautiful tropical location. So it is, you know, it can really aid the aid the lifestyle. Um, you know, as opposed to that, you know, one-hour commute, one-hour commute back, the demands of a crazy boss. You'll still have a, a crazy boss, but at least W rather than some <laughs> crazy boss. So, 
No, yeah. I think and that's the, yeah, that's the thing about property. You can choose where you play the game. There's people who, for example, are tradespeople, carpenters, bricklayers, roofers, and they have a different type of mentality and different type of income. Um, you know, I think the key word we're talking about here is one is skill and the other one is risk um, and ability to one manage risk and put together deals. So you know, if you're a painter, you might earn 30, 50 bucks an hour, whatever the rate is, uh, and that's capped at you know, 40 to 60 bucks an hour. Um, whereas you know, if you're working with capital and you know how to structure deals, it is like owning a business. It's like buying stock, buying apples for X amount of dollars and selling it for Y amount of dollars. So um, using other people's money, using leverage. You know, Graham personally, like me, can't knock down the house because he doesn't have the, the skills or the tickets to do demolition. Uh, even the subdivision process, a town planner has to do it. The services have to be connected by qualified plumbers. So that's why you know, it's development, you do it right, can be done very, very efficiently uh, because you and I, the layperson, cannot physically do it because we're just not qualified. Mm, that's exactly right, which is, which is an advantage. And when you compare it to a lot of other businesses like you know, the startup costs in, and the debt you need to go into you know, to own a McDonald's franchise or so many other businesses, um, I mean, Graham could easily make you know, 200 grand a year, but he's not, which is a great income you know, for anyone. But it's uh, without having to have huge, the huge startup costs and, and risks of many other businesses. Yeah, exactly. And he's got no staff there, so he's got people who are contractors, and if they don't do the job, he fires them and, and gets someone else. So, you know, we've all had issues with tradespeople, we've all had issues with uh, contractors and demolition people and plumbers and this and that, and it's just a part of, of the business. The good thing is you know, they're not employees, so you know, if they don't do the job, you find someone else who can do the job and who's hungry, is willing to do it for the right price um, and, and make it happen. So um, you know you don't have the ongoing overheads. You don't. Have, you can do it from home, as in you know, have a home office. You don't need a big office paying a hundred thousand dollars a year in rent, um, and no. you just turn up to work. Yeah, do it from home. Oh, that's exactly right. And um, and what I love about it as well is it gets easier and easier because you build up your network of tradespeople. You build up your knowledge of certain areas and what what's happening with the zoning and how to work best with a particular council. And you build up a network of investors. You know, if you've made, you know, an investor 50 grand one year, and they want to make 50 grand the next year, they'll, they'll, you know, or 100 grand or 200 grand the next year, they'll sign up for your next project. So, um, you, you you start to build up a, a ready-made bank of uh, investors ready to seize on opportunities uh, the moment um, the moment they come ready. And that would also allow you to negotiate better terms as well from your investors because you have high demand for your projects. So. Yes, yeah, so look, it's a very exciting uh, way of doing business, and um, you know, uh, not having your own money obviously minimises your risk. It just shows that you know what you don't know, you don't know. There's so many people that feel locked out of the property market, but it's only because they're only looking at it through the one lens. They're not looking at it through a kaleidoscopic lens where there's you know unlimited opportunities. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, one of the challenges that I faced early on really opened up those resources and looking at, okay, how can you do it with other people's money, other people's time, and finding out how the big players do it, how the guys like Mervac, Australand, um, able to create um, big property portfolios and uh, long-term income for their investors, whether it's shareholders and the public stock exchange or private investors. So mm. you know, property is such a big thing and you can do it all around Australia. Yes, there are certain places which uh, you know is a lot riskier than others because maybe the population is a lot smaller, or they've gone through a big rise and a big drop. But 
you know, you've got to find out you know, where the suburbs are that, that fit your profile, fit what you want to do, and, and also uh, are able, what we call a differential or uh, a difference um, in the profit at the end compared to um, just buying it um, and holding it. Absolutely. And what I love about it is it gives you a sense of financial security. I was having a chat to a, a property accountant um, recently who's done a lot of developments, and he was saying, oh, look, if I had to start from scratch, and I had what I know now, you know, I wouldn't be phased at all. You know, I'd, I'd just find a, a development site, uh, get some investor funding, and you know, within within 12 months, I'd have a big chunk of capital. And you know, he had just no no doubts that he could do that because he's got so much knowledge. So, you know, if, if you don't have a deposit, but you've got the right knowledge, that can be more uh, profitable than you know someone who does have a huge deposit but has very little knowledge and just sinks it into you know, a bad deal at the height of a market where they're just hoping things will, will go up. So uh, knowledge knowledge is power and certainly applied knowledge is power. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of things that people are afraid to do is go out and make mistakes. And then I, I get that as well. It's having the right tools and having the right training to be able to go out and start on the right foot. Um, and you learn along the way. But you learn in ways that don't cost you the earth. And, you know, we're not talking about going out and going to the casino and putting down 100 k we're talking about you know, using education so that you're looking for certain things, different types of strategies, different types of angles um, that work in the marketplace that professionals use uh, all day long. Yeah, that's right. So you can um, make offers, but you've got the right clause in your contract, so if those offers don't work out, you can get out. So there's lots of different ways that you can uh, learn as you go while still uh, protecting yourself. Well, Look, Nan, this has been really valuable. So thank you so much uh, for sharing your, your property goal with us and your wisdom. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me.